0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, this is going to be fun, and I knew it would be, and already the text line is on fire. Um, I played you the Jeff Probst clip from Survivor talking about, hey, I'm not going to say, come on in, guys, anymore. Uh I'm changing it up to just come on in. And, you know, we're going to be talking about gendered language. And Fernando in Calgary says, Hi, Shay, I don't think saying hey, guys, is gendering anything. Hey, guys, is no different than hey, folks. You're addressing a group of people. I do think the Survivor guy caved. This shouldn't be an issue. Another listener says, I changed to high team for my business meetings. I'd always used guys, but over the past few years, I switched to using the word team. I also use it to reinforce that we are a team. For personal gatherings, I've been using the word peeps. So, like, hi, peeps. I don't believe anyone got upset with me using guys, but for some reason, after seeing it in a Zoom call, I thought about gender challenges, and I switched. I'm not a woke person, but it seemed reasonable. It is reasonable, and I mean, I know some of you are very, very angry and yelling at me about virtual signaling and woke and all the rest. And I get it. There's the knee jerk response. You're trained to react that way. Okay, I understand. Take a breath for a minute and think about what you're getting angry about. If one person came up to you and said, "Hey, that word bugs me. Can not use it." That's they're they're not asking you to do anything it's not going to change your life in the slightest. You are asked to be cognizant of something that really is the barest minimum ask of you. Don't change anything. Don't change the way you live your life. Just switch that word for another word. I don't, it it doesn't matter. I mean, it really shouldn't matter to you that much. And if it helps one person, it's, literally the very least you can do just think of it that way why do you care if you're asked to make this change there's one good reason and there's no bad reasons right so let's get into it a little bit here and let's just walk through it because it's an interesting conversation we're going to chat now um with leanne son hing professor of psychology at the university of guelph leanne thank you so much for joining us i appreciate your time
1: Hi, Shay. Nice to be here.
0: It's a fascinating conversation, and and I'm really looking forward to this. Now, in in this instance, we're not talking about terms that we recognize as being offensive or derogatory or, or even outdated or just not acceptable anymore. We're talking about language that we may well be using each and every single day without even recognizing the fact that it is problematic, right? I mean, it's just things that we do without even realizing, hey, that might be problematic for some people.
1: So it's interesting hearing um, your um, audience's responses. Um, I think it's uh, I think people sometimes have a really negative reaction when they feel that they're being accused yeah. of behaving in a wrong way. When they think that you know they've got good intentions and and nothing they've been doing wrong, and some reluctance to try to change their behavior, especially if they don't know what they're supposed to change it to, or fear that they might not do it right, or that they'll still be called out and. You know, call out culture is um, a real problem. So I think that um, it's it's important to recognize um, that change is a process and that nobody's perfect. And so if you're interested in making changes to make other people feel more included or to make things more fair for people, Um, But it's okay to be on that path to change and to let people know that you're on a path. And if you slip up, right, you make a mistake, you apologize briefly and and proceed. I'm
0: really glad to hear you say that because, like, you know, the the team that I work with on this show here, it's all women. There's there's me and three women that put Mm -hmm. this show together. And when I send a text message or an email invariably i started with hey guys can we do this or hey guys what do you think Mm -hmm. about this and i didn't even give it a second thought until this information was approached me and then i thought about it for a second yeah you know what that makes sense that definitely it it, and my mom texts me sometimes (laughs) believe it or not leanna (laughs) says you shouldn't be using guys on the air it doesn't make sense but Mm. so i mean you're right and i'm going to work at it but i I think it's important to say you know what we're learning as we go here right
1: that's right yeah it's a process nobody's perfect. I guess another question to ask, though, is, you know, does it actually matter? What does the research show? Um, Do people feel less included if um, masculine terms are being used to refer to everybody? And the research does show it does have a difference. So when people... Um, hear words like, let's say, chairman or guys, they're more likely to think of men in those roles than they are to think of women. Um, and then that can influence who they think is appropriate to hold that role. So it can affect hiring decisions, you know, really important outcomes. Um, unfortunately, some gender-neutral language, we still actually see that people tend to think of men more than women. Um, and so people have to take, you know, so obviously it's worse to be exclusionary than to use um, uh, gender-neutral language, but even gender-neutral language, some roles we just associate more with men than with women, and so extra steps need to be taken in order for people to perceive everybody as possibly holding those roles.
0: Yeah, and some of those were surprising to me. Let's go through some of those, like describing, you know, if you put out a a job posting and you described it as Mm -hmm. competitive, that could be Mm -hmm. problematic, correct?
1: Yeah, so people associate certain words more with men than women, and that's because we tend to associate, like, traits of being agentic and being performance-oriented and competitive as more masculine and people being more nurturing and caring and supportive of others and warm as being more feminine. Um, and so this comes out in terms of not only um, how people react to job ads, but when people do performance evaluations, what kind of language they use to describe male and female um, employees. And also letters of reference. So people tend to really focus on women's warmth more and men's competence more.
0: Interesting. Okay. So how do we how do we describe? I mean, in the industry that I'm in, I think competitive and even ambitious mm-hmm. in some cases would be seen mm-hmm. as really really good attributes to have regardless of your gender. So, so how do you include that in those kind of conversations without alienating anybody or making anybody feel lesser?
1: So I think um, I, I would say that it's different if we're talking about job ads than if we're talking about performance evaluations. So when using job ads, um, you can do things like using um, being very clear to refer to um, he, her, and them right? So because it's not just men and women that we're talking about. Um, So thinking that everybody would be able to see themselves reflected in those ads and what kind of language can you use to make sure that everyone might see themselves reflected. And hopefully you've got people from different groups um, within your organization who can, you know, review the language being used to make sure that it is inclusive. Um, when thinking about writing a letter of reference or um, writing your performance evaluations, I think you can look at it afterwards and say, all right, so would I write this letter differently if this person was a man or a woman or, or non-binary? Is there,
0: does it make sense to say, okay, if you're thinking of these kinds of things, if you're somebody in a workplace or if you're hiring somebody or you're a supervisor, or whatever the case may be, and this is on your mind, to be um, less gendered in your language. Does that mean that it, it would seem to me it would follow that you would be more thoughtful of inclusivity and not alienating anybody in a broader sense as well? This would put it on your radar in some ways and and make you start thinking in that way.
1: I think so. Um, and we also have to recognize that, you know, gender is just one identity that people have and you know we hold multiple identities and so these um these uh identities can intersect and so for instance um how people might respond to let's say a black woman might be very different than how they would respond to a white woman and so we've got to be cognizant of of how all of these identities might affect the language that we use um as we think about and describe others
0: and like you say, it's just, you start getting in that school of thought and in that mind frame and, um, it, it leads to other things down the road. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say it's a learning process. We, you know, because some people just get so upset. <laughs> the attachment to the words, uh, and we touched on it earlier, Leanne. I, I guess it's, it feels, is it because they feel like they're somehow being attacked for their choice of words when in reality they're not? It's just a suggestion to say, Hey, listen, Think about this for a second and see if we can have a conversation. But I don't understand this. You should see my text line. And you wouldn't believe what people are saying, how angry they get over this.
1: So I'm not accusing any one person of anything in in particular. But the research does show that, um, in general, people who are more opposed um, to using uh, gender-inclusive language do tend to have either more sexist or more transphobic attitudes. Um, So, people who are, you know, keen to take on gender-inclusive language tend to be, you know, much more um, concerned about these issues. Um, But people also show more negative attitudes early in a change process. So, for example, there was research done in Sweden where they introduced um, the gender-inclusive pronoun of hen. uh, And they tracked people's attitudes toward the use of this pronoun from 2012 to 2015. And over that period of time, attitudes, you know, at the general level switched from being uh, primarily negative to being primarily positive. So some of it is just a matter of what we are used to, right? And it takes time. We like the status quo. Yeah, we like the status quo. Change is always hard. Um, And so it's it's just one more um, thing that people have to think about.
0: Very, very interesting. Leanne, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us.
1: Shay, can I can I add one more point? Sure, please, yeah, go ahead. And so, to um, to people's concerns about this just being virtual virtue signaling, virtue or signaling, or yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that you're woke. I totally understand that concern. If you if you change language without changing any of the structural uh, sources of discrimination, like within the workplace or Great elsewhere, point. yes, yes. It's, it's completely useless, yeah. right? And so, and it
0: is virtue signaling at that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. If if we lived in a society where everyone was equal and women weren't paid less than men and men didn't have higher value than women, I don't think people would get as upset or it would have the same um, effect on people to be called guys or babe or dear in the workplace. It's, It's because there are these pervasive inequalities. And so in addition to changing our language, we need to take a look at all of the other forms of inequality that need to change as well.
0: Excellent point. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Leanne, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here.